I think because they are, have fear that they get rejected. And it's <clears> normal in sales, you get more no than you get yes. So typically it's 70% no and 30% yes. Yeah. And if your ego is built in a way that you always take these no's personal, then you have a problem with sales because it will be a frustrating experience. But if you don't care about the 70% that tell you no, and you focus on those 30% that say yes, then it's a totally different game because you are always looking forward. Hello out there and welcome to our weekly Ask the CEO Q&A session here at the Virtual Frontier. Today, let's talk about sales. To be more specific about B2B sales and how you can set up the right team structure. Why talk about structure? Because the right structure will determine substantially how much impact your activities have and how successful your team is while actually selling. Doing B2B sales nowadays might seem very complicated and complex, but knowing the key elements of a successful team structure will simplify things. Find out how to implement these elements during the session. See you on Just a Flash on the other side. Oh, Manuel, new week, new Q&A session uh, as usual. Um, today, episode 39, and um, I would like to talk with you uh, today about uh, sales, uh, or more, to be more specific, how to build a B2B a sales team with structure. Um, but before we dive into the um, technical details uh, and how to build up a structure, let's talk a little, little bit about uh, sales in general. So my first question, um, what is it about sales? Everyone needs it. Um, very few like it and only a portion of uh, people really uh, know the mastery or know how to master sales in, in general. Um, mm -hmm. why, why is that from your perspective, what you have learned in your many years of sales? Yeah, I think it's because um, the times completely shifted how you win clients as sales activities shifted to online activities that's a totally different game. And also as the marketplace is getting more and more crowded because there are more and more service providers selling all the same things. I think it's getting, yeah, it's getting harder to be successful with the like old economy methods that worked maybe 10 years ago, where you just had to hire sales reps and they brought their network and then like they went for a dinner and then they won the next big deal. I mean, this could happen. If you have a big network, but if you just have such a person that has a big network and the person leaves your network is gone, so you don't have any leads anymore, right? This is, this is hard. And also these days, it was enough to just present yourself what you do and all the offers and services you have. And then people just like bought it because there was not so many vendors or service providers in the market. Right now, it's completely the opposite. And that changed also from the talent side, by the way, which is another sales process, right? You just, you need to attract the right people that want to work in your business. So you need to become attractive to people in the same way as you need to become attractive to potential clients so that they want to work with you. 
that is the big shift. You need to be more than just showing your window with all the services you have. No one is really interested in this anymore. Yeah, I, I will come back to that later and uh, ask you more about that. Um, what do you think? Why, why are so many people scared, scared of sales or doing sales? I, I mean, I, I have a long trajectory of, of sales and I really do love sales. Um, if you have a great product or a great service that you can uh, um, work with. Um, but I see that in the market often there's a lot of uncertainty or people don't want to go out and, and contact the client or go to the client. Um, there, there's uh, yeah, a lot of scared people out there. Why, why, why is this? I think because they uh, have fear that they get rejected. And it's mm. normal in sales. You get more no than you get yes. So typically it's 70% no and 30% yes. Yeah. And if your ego is built in a way that you always take these no's personal, then you have a problem with sales because it will be a frustrating experience. But if you don't care about the 70% that tell you no and you focus on those 30% that say yes, then it's a totally different game because you are always looking forward to the next one that says yes after seven told you no and that's that's exactly. that's the big big shift in mindset i think you need yeah, to have yeah. in sales no yeah. uh, i i just remember that uh, um what you said and that happens always to me like you're looking for the one that uh, is telling you yes or for the three that are telling yes and and that's that's what you're looking for um when you're a good sales uh, person um Let's dive into um, doing our B2B sales. Um, what, is, what are the key elements doing B2B today um, to be successful as a sales team, not just as a, a single person? Um, do you have maybe two or three key elements that you have uh, learned or that you can pick uh, right now? Yeah, there are exactly three elements that make your B2B sales process successful. The first and most important thing is that you know your audience who should become your client. And to understand who should become your client, you first need to understand why they become clients in general. And they become clients because they have a problem and they want a solution. If there is no problem, then per definition, there can't be a solution. And if there is no gap between problem and solution, there is no motivation to buy. So you want to find a segment in the entire marketplace, a segment of people, that have a problem that you can solve in a very efficient way with your services or products. And so this, is, this already mentions the two most important things. It's your audience with a problem and your service or your offers that solve this problem, right? And then you need to have something that attracts these people, makes them very interested, build authority and trust, and make them want to buy your offers. And what this does is it's your copy, the copy, the content, right? It's either, it's either your, your video or it's your, your sales page copy or it's your email copy, it's your ad copy. It doesn't matter where it is, right? But the copy, the content is the only thing that brings people closer to becoming your client. And even if you hire salespeople, it's not the person and how the person looks like or that the person is at the place of the client all the time or that the person, I don't know, has the nicest makeup. 
It's the words that the person uses to convince a person or a stranger or a prospect to become a client. It's again about the content. But you cannot create the right content if you don't know who's your audience and which problems they have. And if you have a crappy offer that can't solve this problem completely, then you, could, you can use any words. That's why most salespeople talk so much. <laughs> but oh my, it, yeah. yeah, that's not an indicator for sales success. You just yeah. need to talk a lot if your offer is crap. If you have a very valuable offer, then it sells almost itself. No. Um, let's talk about structure. I, I think this is uh, um, one of the keywords that we are, are going for uh, today in this episode also is um, where does the structure come in? Uh, everyone maybe in this, we have a sales team maybe and everyone is doing his own little thing, yeah? his own style, his own uh, approach, uh, how to talk with clients, when to talk and what about to talk with clients. Um, but uh, why structure is important and, and how to create a structure maybe in, in an established team um, when you have already um, people working with you for, for a long time. Or also when you set up a new team, where, where does the structure come in and uh, how to set it up the best huh. way? That's a big topic. And I'm a, I would say I'm a systems guy, so I love systems. And I believe that systems are good if they provide you with like the framework, like the steps and the boundaries to achieve a goal. And um, if these systems are built that way, they can free up a lot of time and attention of people that they can use to focus on the prospect instead of like, if you are a non-digitized sales rep, right? Then you travel a lot to meet people. Then you prepare these meetings with presentations that takes hours. And then you, you like refine the meeting and make notes and send a follow-up email manually. It's always crafted. Everything is individually. It takes a lot of time and money with low success rate. That's when you don't have a system. That's when you just try to win a client and you try uh, everything individually, wrap around that client to win this client. If you have a system, that means, first of all, you have one component of your system is a list of potential clients, so called a lead list. Right. And then you need to have content, which is another part of the system that warms them up, makes them excited, makes them interested, build trust, build authority and motivate them to request your service. And you can entirely automate this. Once you know your audience, you have a good offer and you know that your message works because it addresses a clear problem, talks about the solution, builds trust and authority that your business can solve this problem. And then maybe you can prove it with testimonials so that these clients request your service. And you can completely automate that so that in the end, the sales rep has much more time to focus on a person that is really ready to buy and just wants to learn a little bit more about the service and maybe give you the credit card, right? But if you don't have this system that brings in qualified leads automatically, then you are wasting so much time with inefficient activity trying to like, Talk to anyone just hoping that they will buy and will be interested in your service. And in the end, you are so stressed and have such a high workload that even if there is a person that is really ready to buy, you don't have the time and attention to really focus on this single person. That's what a system does. Yeah. You have to probably then you miss them, the, 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 the important ones, then uh, I'm really missed out, right? So right. Yeah. Um, you, you talked about automa uh, automatization. 
um, and maybe people maybe are um, getting it the wrong way. Um, so automatization doesn't mean you don't have like human interaction. I think this is still uh, um, and will be uh, important in, in sales. Um, but what is it about uh, automatization? What can be automatized or, or uh, what, what still needs to be um, like one-to-one -one human contact? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, look, it's, if the sales process is clearly defined, then you have KPIs between every conversion step. You like look at if you send out a message, how many people click or respond, right? That's the, the first response rate. And the next step is maybe they, they opt in for a free offer. It's a lead magnet, um, a video, whatever, right? And this is the next conversion rate. And I believe that it doesn't matter if you have personal contact or not. You look at the numbers. And if the numbers are out of benchmark, so they are too low, then you want to analyze why that is the case. And it might be that these people either don't trust you or they feel left alone. And then personal contact can solve this problem. But just having personal contact is the solution for everything. I don't believe in that. Right? That's just the old school sales approach. And I think this is totally inefficient. You want to use the time and the attention of people wisely and not like mess their day with doing everything and anything always individually and personally, right? This is why you have systems and automation to bring the right people with the right problems that are interested into your service to the sales rep. And then the personal contact builds even more trust and answers personal questions and helps create a plan that is wrapped around the individual situation of the potential client. And this could increase the sales rate. But I would try to bring personal interaction as close to the purchase event as possible, because I think this is where it is most effective. Yeah. Now I just remember one thing, uh, and uh, maybe you can elaborate a little bit on that. Um, when uh, we changed in Bright, at Bright Solutions, um, doing proposals um, for, for our customers. And uh, we are, uh, before, I, I remember everyone was writing proposals more or less on their, on their own. And then we decided uh, at one time there's uh, going to be a new tool uh, that will help us getting in a structured way every uh, um, proposal out in the right way. Um, maybe you can tell what happens uh, when uh, what what happened when we do uh, did that, and um, what changed maybe on the number side and also for for the the employees that work with the system. Yeah, I mean a lot changed. So what we had in the beginning is we were a classical service provider, and that means we had a portfolio of services. We we presented these services on our website, talking about what we do, why we are awesome, what's our team, which awards we want. Right. That's what we did. And then we hope that clients like either find us uh, through search engines, SEO, and then they requested this service, for example, web development, app development, and what else it was. And then it was always individually. So we asked them, what do you want? What do you want? What else do you want? How should this look like? We really went into the nitty gritty details, trying to figure out every detail of what they want so that we can give them a fixed price. And that took a lot of time and every, it was sometimes we had 20 page proposals in Word, right? I mean, that's six years ago or even, yeah, six years ago, I would say. And then everything costed so much time. And even, even if we figured out all the details that clients wanted, the closing rate was pretty low. 
because everyone else did the same thing. And then in the end, it was just about the price. So we spend a lot of time and resources up front so that our offer is very comparable to what everyone else offers. And in the end, of course, it's just a price because that's the only differentiator. Now, we didn't have any tool. We didn't have any automation. It wasn't possible because everything was always individually. So now we changed that and built so-called productized offers. And you could put the link into the show notes what a productized offer is because we recorded a podcast on that. And um, these productized offers address one specific problem and solve this problem completely. And if you have this one solution, it's a lot easier to build an automated funnel that brings in hot leads automatically, educates them automatically, and then makes them excited so they request your service for this one specific offer. And then it's also very easy to create a proposal because you sell this one specific offer. It has the same parameters, the same attributes. You might want to change like the quantity for some elements. For example, if you, if the offer is to build, to build a custom software and the price is determined by the amount of sprints you need. If you have five sprints, it's 100,000 euro. If you have 10 sprints, it's 200,000 euro, but the calculation is pretty easy. And the same if you offer like digital marketing services. If it's always individually, like one client wants Facebook ads, the other one Google ads, then another one just wants to get the tracking set up. Another one wants social media management or content creation. It's, it's a mess. It's everything always individually. If you offer a package just to help these clients win more clients or leads online by building a funnel, for example, then it's very clear which elements this funnel has, which copy you need to write, it's always the same. And it's a proven thing to work to solve the problem of not having enough clients and convert it into getting clients on autopilot, right? That's what the productized service does. And then like creating proposals is really, really easy. Yeah. Um, I want to go back um, to the point um, of selling what you have and or other side um, selling solutions and, and to problems that the customers have. Um, I think we need to pound a little bit more on that because uh, I see on the market that there are still most people out there that are selling what they have instead of selling solutions. And how, how can we get over that? Like where, where, where change the switch to, to, to really implement uh, selling solutions instead of um, yeah, what I have? Yeah, I think the, the number one thing you need to realize is that clients don't care anymore what you do or who you are, right? They care about one thing and that's what they get it's their result they get like that's the most that's why they buy they don't buy you they don't buy the features they buy the results they buy the benefits so you can transition that by looking at all the services you provide and ask yourself why do clients need that for example if you do facebook ads why do clients need that and if the answer is because they need more, more leads or more sales. Then you want to ask yourself the question, and how high is the chance for success to get them this result by only doing Facebook ads? And then you will see that the chances are pretty low because you need to have very good copy. You need to have a very good offer. You need to have a funnel. You need to have like a CRM integration if you want to do also email marketing on the back end. And this will make you realize that it's not enough to just offer like fragmented services. 
but you want to build a solution which is a package of services that solve a problem completely. And then it's a lot easier to sell and it's also a lot easier to deliver because when you sell the same solution always, then it's also easy for your team to deliver it because they get trained on doing the same thing again and again and they get really good at it. That's why it's easier to sell productized offers. You have more value for your client while just presenting services or what you do or who you are has no value at all. And that's why clients don't buy. This doesn't attract any client. Yeah. yeah thank you much for this insight. Um, last question from my side today, Manuel. Um, so how can virtual teams um, help uh, maybe a local uh, a company that has a local, better say, a local um, sales team to really ramp the game up and um, getting more structure into the B2B sales uh, game? I think it's a combination. It's first, you need to know the strategy of how you can generate hot leads. And this strategy is called B2B omnipresent sales funnels. So it's, it's, it's a solution. It's a combination of like copy of ads and different landing pages and some assets like a video that explains a service from the client perspective, not from the what we do perspective. And this can be used to automate lead generation. And what you need to do that is you need to have a marketing strategist, a copywriter, and a campaign manager. And it's hard to find these people locally. But once you have that, you can make the entire world your talent pool and just hire these people anywhere. If you have the structure of how they build a funnel and you know the elements that you need to set up this funnel, and you have KPI tracking to improve the funnel, it doesn't matter where these people are. You have full transparency and can just see the performance. And that's the power of, yeah, structure and then global talent. Yeah, got you. Manu, have I forgotten or missed out on anything that you would like to add to this conversation or any remarks from your side? If not, then we close it up for today. No, just the show notes or below the yep. show notes, you can also link the pro what is a productized offer and also for our uh, listeners, um, the funnel um, workshop or the funnel um, podcast we had. Yeah, okay. I well, think that's yeah. valuable. Yeah. That's my notes on that. Cool. cool. Thank you very much, Manuel. And um, I see um, uh, we see each other next week on our new Q&A session. All right. See you soon. Take care. Thank you. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye-bye. We hope you found this session helpful. Head back to our in-depth blog article on how to build a B2B sales team structure. Did we miss something in this conversation? How can we do better so you'll get out more value from our content? Let us know in the comments and reviews. To round the session up and make sure you are not missing out on upcoming episodes, hit the subscribe button, give us a thumb up and share the session with your friends and colleagues to take advantage of this content. Sign up for the free business builder training on flashup.io and learn more about how to scale with your business at any time. Work with global top talents and make work better. On behalf of the team here at the Virtual Frontier, I want to thank you for listening today. And as always, remember, keep exploring those new frontiers.